0: Welcome to the Mad Max Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we break down Mad Max one minute at a time. I'm Rick. And I'm Julia. And today we are talking about Minute 85, which begins with Johnny the Boy speeding away across a field, and it ends with Max catching up to Toe Cutter. Good Friday morning, Julia.
1: Happy Friday.
0: It is is a great Friday because it is the Friday before the long weekend. Yes. We will get into that later because it is not time for weekend talk because it is time for Mad Max Talk. Which starts off with Johnny running away. Yeah. Like the Weasley little punk that he is.
1: Yes. Although, I gotta say, there have been several points in this movie where I've wondered, and sometimes said aloud, why do people run away down the middle of the road? This is the first time where somebody is smart and runs away across a field where it's much more difficult for them to be followed.
0: I was Johnny is guaranteed not to be followed by Max because Max does not want to drive that car over the little fence that divides the field from the road.
1: I I think it's the only smart move that Johnny makes this entire movie.
0: Mm -hmm. It's cowardly, but it's smart. Yes. It is probably what Jesse should have done. Yeah. You know? I think so. (laughs) The fact that Toe Cutter drives away down the middle of the road is ultimately his downfall because Max is given the choice of chasing Johnny and chasing Toe Cutter. Johnny is a little fish, Toe Cutter's the big fish, and Toe Cutter's way easier to chase because Toe Cutter's still on pavement.
1: It's interesting that you put it that way, uh, that he had a choice whether to follow Johnny or follow Toe Cutter. Those two people are the ones directly responsible for the deaths of Goose and Jesse. Yeah. And Max has to make a choice which one he's going to go after right in this moment. And he chooses Jesse's killer. Yep. Which is appropriate. I mean, as much as you love your best friend, your wife should still be your priority.
0: Yeah. So Now, we here at the Mad Max Minute podcast do not advocate vigilanteism. if a gang of motorcycle punks kill your best friend and your wife. First of all, we're sorry that happened. That's really specific. Um, but at the same time, if... Big if, and once again, we don't advocate it, if you are going to go all vigilante and track down that gang, definitely go after the person that killed your wife before you go after the person that killed your best friend. Like, priorities here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, As a wife, yeah. Yeah. Avenge your wife first.
0: Yeah. Now, granted, like we said, we don't advocate it. Don't actually go out and enact vigilante justice. Especially don't dress up in a black leather suit, uh, with or without a cape.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you want to dress up in a black leather suit, do what makes you happy.
0: Anyway, getting away from the PSA here. (laughs) So, Max is in a position where he is more or less on his feet. Well, on his foot. (laughs) Yeah. Because his left leg is kind of dead at this point. Yes. I mean, it's it's out of commission. It's not like dead dead. It's not like he's going to cut it off or anything like that. We no, don't we get can't pilot, put
1: any weight on it.
0: Exactly. So he's not so much walking back to his car as much as he is like hopping.
1: Hopping. Yeah. And Which <laughs> doesn't go so well. No. And he falls down. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: And I think this is the part where you were talking about a couple minutes ago about how good he looks in leather pants. Those
0: tight pants?
1: Right, cuz we get some pretty decent views.
0: Yeah, it is like of
1: his backside.
0: Front and center.
1: Yes. I can't get over how awkward this is. <laughs> And I feel for Max. Yeah. I also feel for Mel Gibson because what he's doing in this scene is incredibly difficult.
0: Yeah, because he's got to basically move without the use of his left leg and like, I'd say partial use of his right arm. Like he's he's not really supposed to be able to put too much weight on that right arm, but he still kind of does. Right. Like they're definitely downplaying the severity of him getting run over by that leg. Yeah,
1: because Mel Gibson as an actor still has to be able to function. But barely, he is barely functioning. And the way when he falls down, oh my gosh, when he falls down and he's trying to get back up, I'm not sure I've ever seen more painful, awkward acting in a good way. Like it was successful. It's just, it looks so awful. And I did note that he doesn't seem to be suffering so much from pain or lack of strength those those don't seem to be the most important things in this moment. It's his leverage. Yeah. That is causing him the most problems right now. And it's just <laughs> I feel bad because it's funny looking. Yeah. But I don't want to laugh because, you know, I know how much pain Max is in and I know how hard Mel is working. Yeah. So I don't want to laugh at them, but at the same time it's funny.
0: What I find remarkable about this, not only like Good on Yamel for for looking that good in vinyl pants. But <laughs> what I found remarkable is that obviously, like, his knee looks terrible. Yeah. But it's not nearly as like blood soaked as I would assume it to be. And that's probably because it's not like they could do the special effect of having like blood spraying out or anything like that. Right. A, where would you put the reservoir? And B, in those pants. where would you <laughs> where would you put the line, you know, that to run the fluid down? Like those those pants are tight.
1: Right, there's no to put anything in those pants. Yeah.
0: it's like those people that love Firefly and they talk about
1: Captain Tight Pants, Captain
0: Tight Pants, Nathan Fillion and, and whatnot. But no, these these are uh-huh. these are tight pants, <laughs> probably not helping him maneuver all that much.
1: Yeah, if he was in a nice, comfy pair of sweatpants, like he might be a little bit better off.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, sorry, I'm just I picturing just, Mel I'm in just sweatpants. Picturing Mad Max in like. Oversized sweatpants. Because let's let's be frank here, the best sweatpants are sweatpants that are at least one to two sizes bigger than you actually need.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Like if you're gonna buy sweatpants and you take a large, buy a two XL. Like because you want those pants to just be like harem pants or something like that. You want to like be draped in them. That's yes. the idea of I sweatpants. S-
1: I want to swim in my sweatpants.
0: Yeah. Unless and I do, and like, it
1: makes me so happy.
0: I will concede. That if you are wearing sweatpants for the express purpose of working out.
1: Oh, okay. yeah, no. Yeah,
0: buy something that fits. But if you're <laughs> using sweatpants for like how normal people use sweatpants, go a size or two up. Yeah, Just, you'll thank me later.
1: Yeah, I, I think Max would have thanked you. Yeah. For that.
0: Because, I mean, like you said, it's so awkward watching him move.
1: You know, maybe that's why his knee wound isn't bleeding, like, so, so much. Because it's being cut off by the <laughs> tightness of his pants.
0: Like, the pants are just applying that much pressure around his thighs that it's... Yes. <laughs> it's
1: got tourniquet action going on. Oh, my on.
0: gosh. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah, he he spends a fair amount of this minute hobbling. Hobbling. I think it's... Towards the car. A full half of the minute of him just hopping and like cl- medium close-ups of his face just like
1: yeah and is it now that we're getting like the um like max's theme like mfp music
0: let me pull it up here yeah that yeah so that. we're
1: getting the music that really personifies integrity and hard work
0: mm-hmm.
1: that max used to personify and has you know thrown that aside for the sake of vengeance
0: Yeah, having the video playing as we're talking about it, one thing I never noticed is that his MFP boots have little badges on the side.
1: I gotta get in real close. Oh, well that's adorable.
0: Yeah, ain't that nice? Yeah. (laughs) So keep that in mind if you're trying to replicate Max's costume from this movie. His right boot on the outside of the boot cuff has a badge on it. There you go. So, going back to him moving, as Max is shuffling, we can actually see Bubba's body lying on the side of the road, mm-hmm. like face down, and he's got like this bird perched on him. And we're going to see a better angle on that bird later on.
1: Yeah, we are.
0: But before we get to that point, Max shuffles and strains and grimaces and flops for a better, for lack of a better term. Yeah, over I feel like kind of the he car. gets
1: close enough to the car and just kind of throws his body the yeah. rest of the way. Okay, I feel so bad for him in this moment because we saw how hard it was for him to make it to the car. And in our worlds, that would be good enough. He could get in the car and drive away.
0: Here in America?
1: Yes, but he's not in America. He's in Australia. And he still has to climb around the other side of the car.
0: I imagine...
1: And that's a long way to go.
0: He could either do a really slow and awkward roll across the hood... (laughs)
1: He could crawl across the driver's seat, across the front seat.
0: Because at least crawling across the driver's seat, he doesn't have to worry about getting around the supercharger. (laughs) (laughs) You know? That thing kind of presents an issue for sliding across that hood. But we actually
1: have no idea how he gets around the other side because they pull a Mae Swayze showing how hard it is for him to get to the car. They showed us her, they showed us May hobbling to the car, and then quick cut, and she's all of a sudden in the car.
0: Yeah. What they do in this instance is Max reaches the car, and then they do a fade to a close-up on the bird.
1: all dramatic.
0: Perched up on top of Bubba there. And this bird. <laughs> I, I looked at so many lists and references for raptors native to Australia. And when I say raptor, I'm not calling out to you know, any of the Jurassic Park minute-by-minute podcasts. I'm talking about, like, birds of prey. Like, comparing pictures and native habitats, and I am pretty certain that when I looked on ozanimals.com and I found the listing for the brown falcon, uh, Latin name Falco berigora. Um, that the bird attached to Bubba's costume here is actually just a brown falcon. A because it looks like it, <laughs> <laughs> and B because the brown falcon is native to Victoria. Like, okay, it, it that seems lives reasonable. in that area, so it would make sense for it to be there.
1: You know, I'll believe whatever you say because I lightly, very lightly tried to look up what kind of bird this is, and when I say that, I mean I put in the search term. What kind of bird lands on Bubba Zanetti's chest?
0: I'm going to guess and that hit, was not. Enter. I'm guessing that was not successful.
1: And nothing. I got nothing. I mean, I learned all sorts of things about Bubba Zanetti, mm-hmm. but nobody wanted to talk about the bird on his chest. One thing
0: that kind of irks me I was listening to the crew commentary for this scene, and I think it was David Egby who said, Oh, it's a sea eagle. And I looked up what a sea eagle looks like, and wouldn't you know, it looks nothing like this bird. Not even remotely close. Like, there's no way this thing is an eagle. Eagles have very long beaks, and this thing has a very short, rounded beak. Like, classic falcon physiology. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't consider myself an expert on bird birds of prey, but I know what things look like.
1: Right. <laughs> Just comparing pictures. Yeah. You hold it's a up, falcon.
0: You hold up the close-up of this bird up against a sea eagle. Yeah, they look nothing alike. The colors aren't even the same. I'm like, dude, you're a cameraman. <laughs> you should know what things look like. You spend all your time looking at them. I should not speak ill of David Egby because he is an amazing staple of the entire industry. So,
1: um, He's also, like you said, a cameraman, not an animal wrangler. Yeah. He had no part in bringing that animal to set.
0: Yeah. Speaking of wrangling, and pardon the pun, but eagle-eyed viewers will notice that the falcon is actually secured to Bubba's costume by like a little length of leather around the falcon's ankle. And he's pecking at the body because they just laid a piece of meat on the actress' chest to keep the bird occupied.
1: Oh, oh honey, what did you do at work today? Oh, I laid there motionless. With a falcon tied to my chest, picking at a piece of meat. Yep. That's what I did today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all just part of the magic of movie making.
1: Yes. How much so, raw meat did they have to get for this movie?
0: Oh, so they used a little bit of raw meat for Kundalini's hand. They used a little bit of raw meat for... The stuffed animal that they hung up at a tree yep. to represent Toby.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they had
0: the raw meat that they used to attract the falcon here. So I'd say that's probably a good trip to the butcher shop.
1: Yeah. I wonder how that compares to modern movie making. If if they still use just go to the butcher shop and get some raw meat. Or do they use more special effects, artificial things?
0: I would assume that movies with a budget <laughs> are able <laughs> to use real special effects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff that looks a little better than just raw meat stapled to a stuffed animal. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Especially going forward when these movies start having actual budgets, right?
1: Right. Right.
0: So we go from the close-up to the Falcon to kind of like a wider shot. We can still see Bubba's body in the foreground with the bird on top of it, but Max is pulling off the side of the road. And the next cut we get is of the Interceptor sitting squarely in the middle of the road and then Max burns out the tires and takes off.
1: Yes, yes he does.
0: I love the implication here that Max got into the driver's seat somehow and pulled onto the road and then stopped and for dramatic effect then pulled out (laughs) or peeled away.
1: Um, I just thought of and I wonder... Is his car a standard or an automatic?
0: Oh, it's a standard.
1: Then how the hell is he driving?
0: There Standards
1: are... require all four limbs to drive.
0: Okay. He is down two. There is an entry on MadMaxMovies.com on the Goofs and Trivia page. If you listen to the sound effects as... He's driving the car at this point. The sounds that the car is making is indicative of him shifting just um incorrectly. What's that? Like thing... he's grinding
1: gears and stuff.
0: Yeah, what's that thing where you like I, I see I've this is I, I've only ever ridden a standard motorcycle and never ridden a standard car.
1: I have. But there's a way
0: that ago. you can like force the gears to change without using the Oh without the clutch. putting the clutch? Yeah.
1: I don't know, but that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Especially I mean when so, you're driving an older car that's got a real loose clutch, that's a little bit easier. I certainly don't have experience with that. Um, I do have experience driving a standard, but I certainly didn't drive it like that.
0: Yeah. So people that know what it sounds like when someone does it. Okay. Like they've said, and I, I don't know who to attribute this to. I, I'm just using the, the colloquial they, but they say that that's what the car sounds like. That he's shifting without the use of his left foot there. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so that just occurred to me um, Something else occurred to me What was it? What was it? What was it? Oh, okay You uh, you pointed out how he got himself into position Just so he could peel out All yeah. dramatic like Yeah, Goose did the same thing When he was pulling When he he spent the night At the singer's place mm-hmm. And he was leaving in the morning on his bike He did the exact same thing Like he, he pulled out of like The driveway alley type area Got himself situated And then peeled out
0: Yeah That Kind of made sense to me, though, because I'm sure Goose was feeling really proud of himself at that moment (laughs) and wanted to do something like that.
1: Right. But at the same time... he wasn't chasing anybody. He wasn't even going to work, even though I think he was supposed to be going to work. He wasn't. He
0: was just going out on a ride.
1: Yeah. So, you're right. It did make sense then. Here, it makes absolutely no sense.
0: I mean, it makes sense from a filmmaking perspective. Yeah, you want a cool shot because Mm -hmm. now Max is back in the game and he's gonna go get toe cutter and whatnot but at the same time he has wasted a lot well okay he hasn't wasted a lot of time he has made as good a time as he can getting back to the car and it's like
1: but he did lose a lot of time
0: yeah the whole time that he's been getting back to the black on black and getting it started toe cutter has been putting distance mm-hmm between him and himself and Max.
1: And I would think that he's been putting maximum distance. Yeah. That he has been riding away at maximum speed.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's definitely the sense we get because as soon as Max, you know, burns out and peels away, the next shot we get is a wipe to the side of Toe Cutter's motorcycle. And yeah, he is going all out to try and go as fast as he can. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it's doing him any good, because no. Max seems to catch up to him really, really fast. Really
1: fast. Like, I'm concerned by how fast Max catches up to the toe-cutter. Toe-cutter had a few minutes. Maybe five minutes. You think that long? Well, no, five minutes does seem like a long time.
0: I feel like Toe Cutter had, considering that we see most of what Max is doing here.
1: We do see a lot of what Max is doing.
0: I feel like Toe Cutter had maybe about one and a half to two minutes head start.
1: Oh, that's quick. I would say three. Yeah. Because we don't see Max go around the car and get in the car.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So if he's going... Top speed on one of those motorcycles, they can probably easily hit 85, 80 miles per hour.
1: I would say more than that, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they're only...
1: I don't know. They're, they're only
0: Z1000s. Are... They're light, but I don't know. I feel like 80 is probably a pretty... Uh,
1: yeah, a fair top speed.
0: Uh, exactly. Especially
1: for this kind of road. This is not a restricted access highway that has been specifically built for high speeds. This mm-hmm. is just a road. This is a normal country road. The yes is well cared for and clean and open and straight, but it's still not the surface just isn't prepared the same way as a highway that you're meant to go seventy miles an hour on.
0: Right. I mean they get to that point. Like when it shows max catching up, like that is a They're really on a much nice bigger road. Road. Yeah. Um eighty miles per hour is approximately hundred and twenty-eight kilometers per hour.
1: Okay. So
0: I didn't want to be exclusionary or anything. Should we
1: do some math and figure out in two and a half minutes how far away Toe Cutter could have gotten?
0: So, Toe Cutter is going about 2.13 repeating kilometers per minute. And if Toe Cutter had a three minute head start, so he is roughly six kilometers away, which is over three miles. Because five K five kilometers is, is three point one. Yes. I don't think six is all the way up to four miles away. No. Oh standard versus Imperial. <laughs> blah, blah, okay,
1: blah. so we'll say he's probably what did we say about five miles away? Is that what we came to?
0: Between three and four miles. Between
1: three and four miles.
0: Six kilometers. Oh,
1: okay. Between three and four miles ahead of Max. Mm-hmm. So with tow Cutter continuing to go forward at the same speed, Max has to be going faster than whatever tow Cutter is going long enough to close that gap of three to four miles.
0: Yeah, and Max is definitely able to do that because of the fact that he has a V8 with a supercharger.
1: Yes, he just has much more horsepower at his disposal.
0: Mm-hmm. There is no way that a Z1000 can beat.
1: No, even with a three or four mile... Head start. Yeah.
0: And I do appreciate that they cut right to Max catching up with Toe Cutter, that we don't have to sit there and watch him just go all out for miles at a time.
1: Right. Because George Miller has made it very clear that he's not afraid to do things like that to us. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: We'll count ourselves lucky for sure.
1: Because next minute we're going to get. Is it next minute? No. Sometime in the next few minutes, we're going to get a driving montage. So at least he spared us this driving montage.
0: I think it's next Tuesday. Okay. We get a driving montage because we get something smashing happens next Monday. (laughs) And then we get a little bit of a driving montage on Tuesday. And then Max gets around to avenging his best friend between Wednesday and Friday. It's kind of that three days. It's kind of taken up by that scene. Okay. But before we get to that, we get the weekend. So hooray.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice long weekend.
0: Yeah, because it's Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Um,
1: Here in the States.
0: So Memorial Day, that's the weekend where my family, we get together. It's my dad, my brother, and I. We jump on our bikes, and we bring Julia and my mom along, and we head out (laughs) to the coast and get seafood and whatnot. But Memorial Day, I, I figured I'd find some trivia about it, was originally called Decoration Day, and was instituted after the civil war because people wanted to you know commemorate their dead because you know civil war a bunch of americans died it was in about 1890 that it eventually was recognized by all of the northern states uh the southern states didn't want to acknowledge that day because they're sore losers Until after World War I, uh, when the holiday changed from honoring just those who died in the Civil War to honoring Americans who died fighting in, like, all of the wars. We've been a lot. Based on my limited knowledge of Australia, I think the best equivalent to Memorial Day for us is Anzac Day for them. Which, on the day this is posted, we are a month and a day too late to commemorate Anzac Day. Which is all about commemorating those members of the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps that went to go fight in World War I on the uh, the Turkish front. Yeah. Yeah. It's observed on April 25th to commemorate the soldiers who died fighting the Ottomans in World War I, and like Memorial Day for us, it's kind of expanded to recognize all of the soldiers that have died in the service to the country. It reminds me, do you remember when we first got went to Clunes, when we first saw We Jerusalem and they had that statue yes. next to the Chevy? That's essentially that type of memorial. Oh, okay. You know, memorializing all of the soldiers that have lost their lives in service of the country. Okay. So we're late. If I had uh if I had done my research way back then, I would have said something. But I didn't. Yeah, well, so we also missed Mother's
1: Day, so...
0: You know what? In our defense, we were talking about Prisoner Cell Block H, and they we don't got get a little carried away. They don't get to celebrate
1: Mother's Day, so... Yeah. Okay, funny thing, a little behind-the-scenes tidbit, is when we were recording the episode that was going to air the Friday, the Friday before Mother's Day weekend, one weekend too early, we recorded a bit about Mother's Day, <laughs> and then... We realized that it was the wrong date. Yeah. That we had the wrong date. So we re-recorded another ending to that podcast. And then we forgot to record, uh, on, the, on the correct date, we forgot to record anything about Mother's Day. Yeah. Not sure if we get credit for that or not, but whatever. No.
0: We still got something for our mothers, so we got credit for that at least. Uh, I just realized something. What's that? We have only one full week... Of minutes left.
1: Yes, we are we really, eight. really close to the end of this movie, and it's surreal.
0: 86 through 90, and then 90 through 93.
1: 93 is credits.
0: Well, technically and, 91 through 93 is all uh, credits. Yes. Because 90 is still movie, and then half of 91 is still movie. Whatever. We're really close to the end. Like, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> like... I never imagined being this far along in the project when we started it for some reason. It's just, it seems so nebulous and far away. And now that we're nearing that point, it's kind of surreal.
1: Yes, it is. And it's exciting.
0: Yeah. It's especially exciting because very soon we're going to be watching movies that aren't Mad Max and it's going to be a nice break. Yes. You know, we love these movies, but there's a reason they say, there's a reason they say distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> we
1: love these movies so much that we're going to spend time looking for movies that have similar, that have the same actors or the same director or similar themes. Yeah. We're purposely going after those movies.
0: Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yes. But in the meantime, you can check out our website, which is madmaxminute.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at Mad Max Minute, like us on Facebook, and join our listeners page, Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone.
1: Thank you for joining us for Mad Max Minute number 85. We'll see you on Monday. Motorbikes bikes and never men. Take me to the end of the dream. Hold on this time, so it stops the